we love our theme song and want to put you on. If you need someone who can edit and mix audio, create background music for podcasts, or even soundtrack music for movies and TV shows, Taylor, aka Top Notch, is your guy. Not only can he mix audio, but he can create your next hit within his in-home studio. If you're looking for more info, you can contact Taylor at his email, topnotch, that's spelled T-O-P-N-O-T-C-H dot U-M-C-U-L-O at gmail.com. That's topnotch dot U-M-C-U-L-O at gmail.com. When are these going to be on YouTube? The people are waiting. Girl, we got to talk about that. Uh, uh, not recording. But any, <laughs> we'll put a pin in that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but anywho, welcome back to another episode of She All Read. I'm Alana. I'm Samra, the curator. And sorry if y'all can hear an echo on my audio or on the audio in general. I just moved into my new house, so... <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> like oh don't worry guys i have to plug this <laughs> well it's just like the room like i don't think anywho sarah was just telling me how like i need a rug so that it will like lessen the echo noise so we're gonna get on that yeah we she, out here she all red sponsoring my new rug i'm just kidding I'm I'm your new interior designer. Yeah, Samma really is my new interior designer. Cause I I'm the type that I'm just like, yeah, that looks pretty, that looks cool, that looks great. But I have trouble. I can't like put it all put together. Put it all together. Yeah. I think that is the part that people have trouble with. Yeah, and you've got a you've got a better eye for it. I can just like if you showed me something, I'd be like yes or no. Okay, um, that's, that's cool. That's like my whole. Vibe. I like that you got money to back it up. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> we love a big girl job. Yes. All right. Guys, we're back. We're back. It's been a minute, but we're back. Right. We're trying to get back on top of things. Life has been crazy, as you can imagine. Moving. Very crazy. I was out of town. Sam was in whole Salt Lake City, Utah on a whole photo shoot, got flewed out. A whole journey, guys. It was it was a I've never been to the Midwest and it was really really beautiful spectacular bellissimo I can't say the word let me stop great that sounded fancy bellissimo bellissimo yeah that one is that Italian? I think so okay yes let's do languages on the podcast she will read international I was about to say I don't I'm gonna leave that one to you I don't know worldwide (laughs) Mrs. Worldwide (laughs) not Pitbull Mr. Worldwide oh my my god y'all we're in for a treat this chapter I and can't I lie. <laughs> what? Right. I was going to say, I know we say that like almost every chapter. We're like, this uh, chapter is great. <laughs> but then it's like, but this no, chapter. No, but this chapter for me, this one really, I'm so invested now. I was invested, but now I am invested. Yeah. I feel like we've kind of been on this like slight roller coaster where it's like, ooh, super like juicy. And then it's like, eh, all right, all right. And then now we're back to like, ooh. Yeah, cause uh, this uh, this chapter is called "Are You My Husband?" Question mark. 
I know it's like it seems it seemed like a happy chapter like going in I was like ooh, I can't wait for the love story but then you know hopes and dreams were crushed a little bit but like I low-key was like are we all I was like there's no way we're already to because you know like modern day Elaine she's married yeah she recently got married so I was like we can't be that far into it no, just yet. No, no. we're like halfway through so that's why I knew I was like yes. oh yeah you're right I should have known because I knew like I don't know I kind of heard she like yeah there was like a love that didn't work out and mm-hmm. then she met her actual person but yeah like I can't remember if she's divorced in real life I want to say she is okay I think so too but that means that they maybe this is her husband it could like ex has you know what what we're gonna find out we're gonna we're just gonna dive into this chapter and maybe next chapter we'll find out Um, you think it happened that quick might have could have who knows because i don't i don't know how long they were married so the way they're moving the way they be moving though it could be okay all right samar do what you do please all right all right this one says the best worst news, no one is going to come and save you. Kate Deering, TV writer. LOL. <laughs> but really, though, that reminded me of... Uh... No, TV writer. The fact that that's her title. Oh, t- like TV writer. Oh, Just so general. <laughs> it's like, they put no effort into that one. <laughs> like, for who? Like, what did she write for? Drop the name. I know. <laughs> Why so mysterious, Kate Deering? I'm so weak. What do you uh, have to hide? Bro. Done. <laughs> Next episode is like a whole Kate Deering investigation. <laughs> now we're investigators. She will read investigates. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but as soon as I read that line in my head, I was like, S-O-S, please someone help me. <laughs> Not the Jonas Brothers. No, ma'am. Is that that was? Oh. No, you're thinking of this is an SOS. Don't (laughs) want a second guess. I was referencing. I, an intellectual. (laughs) I, clearly the superior Rihanna fan in this relationship. Oh, no. Not me referencing the Jonas Brothers. Well, that's on Rihanna for not releasing anything. She's so out of my mind. The Jonas Brothers are back together. They kept back together before she releases another album. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, At well, Rihanna. Rihanna. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, the disrespect that we show that woman <laughs> in not pronouncing her name correctly. We're like, and yeah. Like, you're, we're like, yeah, we're just going to continue calling you by the wrong name. Yeah, or like pronouncing it wrong. And I was listening to a radio station the other day and I was like, it was like, hey, my name's Rihanna. And then like, <laughs> but you know, like they do the little thing with the like singers or whatever. Yeah. And then the That's dude- That's a throwback. The Gen Z <laughs> people don't even know about that one. <laughs> Uh, but then the dude, like the radio host, was like, "All right, next up we got whatever song it was by Rihanna." And da da da. I was like, "She just." <laughs> How many times ago. have you played that one back? Right. It's it like blatant disrespect. You're the right. The blatant disrespect, and I feel like it's probably not as deep as I'm making it, but they love like- to keep a black woman down. 
Ooh, okay. I feel a rabbit hole coming. We're gonna put a pin in that one. Uh, <laughs> we could go all day. We could. Back but I was just forth. like, I like. I want people to know my name is Alana, not Elena. Like Alana. Uh, oh, please, Alana. If, I, what if, if I, we blew up and right, right, everybody was just like, "No, nah, we're gonna call her Alana." How mad would that make you? I'd call it out every single time. To the point where you had to start referencing yourself <laughs> as Alana. No. <laughs> like, that's how I bad it would get. Like, Rihanna. Rihanna. Look at me. Okay. Look at you, Rihanna. We love Rihanna. It's Ms. like Adams. when they said Ariana Grande or whatever. <laughs> when she said like, her last what? name, and I was like, we've all been saying Grande. Like, like right. Taco Bell. Like, Grande I at thought Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> right. I thought Starbucks. Like, I was like, oh, it's spelled the exact same. It's Grande. It's Grandy but or some shit. Something like that. That Anywho. was the funniest thing ever. Anyway. Anyways. Okay, back to the. I underlined or like kind of. Well, I don't even know what you would call this. I marked like the first two paragraphs of this chapter. They were great. They and they, like I felt I felt that with my entire soul. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read them? Mm-hmm. Bet. Go for it. Okay. It says we spend so much of our twenties searching. Oh, hold on. <laughs> we spend so much of our twenties searching. For ourselves, for our soulmates, for success, for the illusion of security. In some unconscious way, our relationship to people, things, and titles can become a projection of how we want to be seen in the world, especially when we are still forming our own identities. I said, oh... You did something there. Right. I said, oh, this is getting, you know how we always say this is too relatable. This is like too, too relatable because she's literally like in our age, like yeah, very near our age at this point where we are right now in our lives. We're reading about where she was at the same point in her life. Mm-hmm. And I felt this because really that's all we're doing right now we're searching for our passion we're searching for what our career paths are going to look like we're searching for our husbands our partners our future like um i can't think of the word but you know we're we're just searching for all these things we're searching for where we want to live where we want to settle down Mm -hmm. where we want to travel it's just if we want to go back to school or not, I know a lot of people are searching for that, searching what program you want to get into. Like, there's just so much, like this never ending to-do list of your 20s. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, even when you're ahead, you feel behind because, especially now, like, you just play the comparison game to everybody on, every time you get on the socials, it's like, oh shit, like another engagement, another... Another baby. Another, yeah, another, I mean, really, that's it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but. Okay, another house. <laughs> week. Another, yikes. I'm in the, I'm in the house, gang. <laughs> another one. Another one. Um, but, you know. Another she, car. I ain't got, nah, I don't got, I don't got that one. You're yeah, about to be a part of that gang, though, soon, though, right? Speak it. I'm speaking it. Speak it. Per. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> We're praying for you and Olaf. Thank you. 
Y'all been through some stuff. We, me and Olaf have been through a lot together. And for people who can't put two and two together on this oh. one, <laughs> Olaf is a Samra's car. Yes. Bonus points to those who who got there. Right. Bonus points. I And I thought about that the other day because Caroline came on in my car. And I was like, oh, Caroline, because you know that's the name of my car. Hmm. And it's literally because of that song. That's why her name is Caroline. Caroline. Bad thing. <laughs> Fine as hell. Yeah. Because, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, that's my baby. Caroline. I was so obsessed with Amine at this time. You were very obsessed with Amine at that time. Yeah. I we was. love Amine. I love Amine though. Still I like do. his music. Still love right. Him. Yeah. Cool. Shout out to Amine. He's actually really fashionable. But anyway, back to the story. Back to the story. Um, let's go back. <laughs> back to the beginning. beginning. Ooh. We're, you know how sang. She will sang. You know how like last time, last episode we were talking about all these reboots and now here we are like singing all these like 90s, early 2000s, taking it back. As we should. As we should. The best time. It's our podcast. We do what we want here, if y'all haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> we don't you're care. You're just on the ride. Welcome. You're just, you're just here watching the shit show. It's okay. The madness. The madness. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. So anyway, she's talking about being 23, which mm-hmm. we, I just heard, we both just t- turned 24 this year. Yeah, so it's it's still pretty fresh. Still in the same category. It's feeling fresh. Twenty three mm-hmm. for me was like a a week ago. Literally. Twenty three for me was months ago for me, but you know, still whatever. <laughs> Four twenty. Eh. <laughs> uh so she's like talking about how she's excelling at her career mm-hmm. and she's very much still expecting to be saved by this modern prince charming which she's i think a romantic she's a romantic to some degree we're all like you know independent women trying to make it on our own we don't need a man we'd like mm, one but we part. don't need one right that like, part it'd be nice but yeah. it's not necessary uh, nah not a requirement not at all at all period <laughs> but you know i was talking about this with my family the other day and i was like it kind of, it's weird because we're in this age of where more women are like, I don't care what the normal standards are. I'm going to do what I want and like live my life and not put like a time stamp on when I want certain things in my life to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think we all in the back of our he- heads to some degree, we're like, okay, I want to be married by this age, kids by this age. I want this by this time. Yeah. And like I feel like that's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's not. But it's it sucks to a certain degree as a woman because especially like we have this biological clock ticking away at us. So yeah. it's like to some degree we can be like, oh, I don't care. But to some degree you're still like, but I low-key still do kind of care because Yeah. You know what I mean? But I do feel like I don't know. I feel like you can easily have kids till you're about 35, 40, right? 
Yeah, thirty after thirty five is what they consider a gestational pregnancy, which means I mean I feel like basically it just means like you're older in maternal age, and it might be a little harder for you mm. to conceive a child and even birth a child, and it'll you, it's just like it's higher risk. It's high, that's what I'm looking for higher risk pregnancy after you turn thirty five. Okay, 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 but so, not yeah. impossible. I guess there is a slight clock, but I feel like the clock is not where we put it as sometimes we put it a little like we're a little too hard on ourselves. I feel like for sure, for sure. But it makes sense. Like we've grown up in a world where it's like, I don't know, people got married really young and had kids really young and like. Heck, back in the day, I used to be like, I want to be engaged and married by 23. And now, like, being 24, I'm like, gosh, I'm glad that didn't happen because I was not ready. Ready. Oh, my God. At all. At all. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of crazy. Because I always had this, like, thought, like, I want to be a young mom. Like, I don't want to be, like, an older mom. I want to be able to keep up with my kids and, like, to some degree, be able to relate and whatnot. But now yeah. I'm just like, it'll happen when it happens and it'll work out how it's supposed to. Period. Yeah. I feel like it's, I feel like just because you're like 40 doesn't mean you can't run around. You know? Right. You take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like it doesn't, it's not going to hinder me or anything. Like kind of like, you know, those old beliefs that people would have like, oh, you got to start early. You got to do it early. You got to do it now. And now For it's what? just kind of like. Right, the very much <laughs> for what? <laughs> like why? Why? Why is that the case? Yeah, I'm confused. I didn't. I didn't. I, like it's like these rules that are all s- set up. <laughs> I always sit in this Literally. position. It's like weird. I'm weak. I didn't tell until you started moving around. I'm putting. I'm. I'm. I'm just watching myself <laughs> out of the corner of my eye. So peripherally. Like, because the last time I was like, you're gonna have to like put a a whole emoji a sensor or something because <laughs> the way I was sitting was just so raunchy and ladylike I'm kidding close your legs girl <laughs> anyway uh, anywho yes but she she's looking for her prince charming on the low low on the low low Mm-hmm. And now, you actually, know, a little bit on the high, high a because bit, a little bit. She said, um, <laughs> she said, every at least once in every chance encounter with a reasonably eligible bachelor, the question floated through her mind: Are you my husband? So that was like her right. first thing, which is like, but so- to an extent, I feel that. I feel it's you're a romantic. You're a romantic. There is that certain complex of like, is this a lesson or is this the one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Because at least personally, I'm not just dating to date. Like yeah, like I mean I okay yeah. To a certain extent, I am dating to date. Yeah, to see what's out there. That part. But I'm not just like fooling around. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah, honestly, this chapter, I thought of you. I was like, oh my God, it's giving Lana. Very much me. Um, but I love the advice that our favorite, M. Foss, gave her. And she says, M. Foss, and this is on page 144, M. Foss had advised me once to treat dating like gardening. 
plant the most promising seeds, water them all, taste what each has to offer, and when you find one that produces fruit you could eat every single day, give a little more love to it and start uh, pruning the rest. Yeah, I liked that. I was. I like, think that's great advice. Yeah, a garden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're like nurturing your little garden of men's. <laughs> yes. No. But in the next part, how she made it like she was like the most important thing is like to remember that dating is a process, like gardening mm-hmm. is, and that it's your garden. Right. Like you are the planter, mm-hmm. the gardener, mm-hmm. and really like how and also how you treat it is how it's going to go like if you take care of it if you nurture it and Mm -hmm. all of that like do what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. then it's going to work out Mm -hmm. but if you you know just kind of fool around and not really take care of it or even take care of yourself that it's not gonna work out yeah like you're the soil if things are gonna take root like you have to be like good inside and like Mm -hmm. you have to have a strong foundation if you can't love yourself how the hell you gotta love anyone else and that's on period (laughs) that's on rupaul that's on rupaul um okay so Um, so yeah yes she's like i married my career early Mm -hmm. and so she didn't necessarily have a green thumb Right, so to speak, in the gardening reference. Yes, yeah, she's going with the gardening, which I, I, I like that. I like the theme we've got going on here. We're here for it. Oh, God, mm-hmm. not the leg. Oh, my gosh, okay. <laughs> I'm not used to being on video, guys. That's all right, that's all right. Soon we're, I'm not going to be in the comfort of my bed, and I'm going to be, like, sitting in a chair. Hey, whatever floats your boat, whatever happens, happens. We're on the come up. Alana got her house. We're going to set that up. (laughs) Guys, we're going to be recording together again. Yeah. Wish us luck to see how that goes because we might go back to this if this is easier. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. Especially with the pandemic again. A future lockdown in the near, in the coming days, potentially. Anywho, let's let's take a break from that. <laughs> I feel like that's all I see all day long. And I'm just like, I need an escape. Okay, yes. We're not talking about negative things here. We're not talking about Miss Rona. She, we can talk about her another day. She gets enough attention in the media. Right. She don't need more from us. Mm-mm. And doesn't. Uh, and she says, still, I managed to keep a modest garden variety of guys around me. And I said, same, like, just because I'm not particularly seeing one person or whatever, like I'm y'all know, I hate the talking phase, but multiple talking phases with different people seeing, seeing what's out there, you know, that that's what dating is, even though it's, I dread the process but here we are i feel that i i too hate talking i mean (laughs) it's just like i mean i think if you're talking to the right person it's way easier but like if you're just talking to somebody that you're not that into it's like like a dud yeah yeah it's like just sucks like going through dead ends i feel like yeah and then having to turn back around and then go back and like right. a different road type thing yeah but I that's why like... i like the garden metaphor mm-hmm. instead of like a, a road it's yeah. like 
Yeah, 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 for sure. But I feel like I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting to the point of this is a Sex in the City reference of like that scene where Charlotte's like, I've been dating since I was, I think, 15. Where is he? Right. Well, there there goes like that Prince Charming, like we're we're waiting for someone to like save us. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because of like princess movies and just like how our like romance is portrayed in every movie and everything book, you watch, yeah. everything for sure. Yeah, it's right. like we're like brainwashed into needing a man. Yes, very much agree with that. But I like when she says, my tactic for weeding out the bad seeds is celibacy. Yeah, I thought that that was like really, like she stayed true to like what she knew, especially after um, first love. Right. And if you don't know who we're talking about when we say first love, go back a few episodes. I believe it was called uh, something... Oh, it's a love story. It's a love story. That's what it's called. It's a love. Okay, but go back and go back and listen to that crazy story of first love, and then come back to this episode. Yeah, that was actually traumatic, and so I was really happy that she chose herself. Like she put herself Mm -hmm. first in dating, right? Right. And I and again can relate because that's kind of, that's literally what I do like I'm not the type I don't like the sexual side I feel like it, it needs to come more naturally like yeah. and when I say sexual I'm not even talking about like sex because <laughs> virgin life but I'm more talking about like even like kissing or like you know the physical any type of physical touch or physical connection with a person like I want to get to know you before first, that before any of that happens yeah i feel like if you rush that it could lead to disaster i agree it's like do you even like the person though i was just about to say because you could be getting attached and falling for like not the person but that sexual mm-hmm. energy and vibe that you're getting and like oh this feels nice type that part deal. yeah and then you're in too deep. And then you're in too deep. LOL. No, but like their their little, their meeting story was really cute. Her mm-hmm. and, well, she first she, I guess before, Bring were introduced to her <laughs> husband. Um, she goes through her little dating life. So we'll like, we'll touch on that. But like, um, not all the likes and ums. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Um, yeah, she, she, when she does meet Mr. Future Husband, they just kind of, like, spend some time talking and, like, getting to know each other, and it's just a really, she calls it an innocent, yet her most innocent, yet her most grown-up, like, relationship, and Mm -hmm. I thought that was dope you know right in comparison to the other guys she dated like she gets names for them and it's like problematic black doctor or (laughs) self-hating business school student twin yes millionaire money bags wanna be sugar daddy wanna be sugar daddy the names were just great that's hilarious and 
you know, future, like his name is future husband because she literally says, I met a man I was certain would be my future husband. And I think we all, or maybe not we all, but Mm -hmm. some of us have met said man already. And we were like, oh yeah, this is it. This is about to be the one. And we quickly realized, no, no, it's not. Oh, I was about to say, who? I haven't done that, but... I've done that. I've I've gotten the potential. No, I was like, but then no. Okay. Yeah, and that's yeah. okay. That's okay to be confused. <laughs> right, right. It is okay to be confused. You're hearing it here first. If you hadn't heard it already. <laughs> Yes, it's definitely okay, guys. Especially if you're in your 20s. Your 20s are confusing every single day. I I feel like every single day of my 20s is like some type of confusion. I'm lost. Lost. Come (laughs) find me. Meet your husband. Come find me. (laughs) Maybe he's listening to the podcast. Oh, come pick me up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, so she tells the story of when she met future husband and it was at a house party. Oh, hello. Hello. Is that Mr. <laughs> That's future husband. Pick up. <laughs> He's calling. Oh my God. God answers prayers. Y'all. God. Is that you? <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. Okay. It is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah elaine's like at this fancy party i love right. her little life like she's so new yes. york very upper east side it's giving sex in the city it's giving sex in the city it's giving gossip girl she's all living... the all the shows in new york that's what it's giving <laughs> yeah just just picture a new york based show which is like every show and right. it's giving it's giving but this is real Yes. Oh my goodness. And of course, the dude that she loves or falls for is the host of the party. Mm-hmm. Because she is the main character. Because she is the main character. And uh, um, yeah, there's just like that cute little locking eyes moment. Yes. And they just had like really good conversation and everything moved pretty quickly after that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it just all kind of like bam, bam, bam. He was a finance bro, and she was a fashion girl. <laughs> the story is old as time. I'm so weak, star-crossed lovers. And so she. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was trying to like find my place, and uh, basically, she. Oh, she was throwing her birthday party. Okay, I thought she was wilding for this because I, like, and she even says in hindsight, this was a terrible idea. So for her birthday party, she invites all of the men she's been talking to. She is the main character. (laughs) She is the main character. And she invites future husband. This reminds me of a show called Never Have I Ever. Like, this is literally a scene from Never Have I Ever. Oh, wait, can we, can I just say something real quick? Yeah. I just have to say this. Guys, the new Gossip Girl, I just want to clear my name. It's not good. I was actually disgusted, disgusted. By, by the last episode, and I've decided to quit watching it. 
Yeah, I watched the first episode and couldn't get past the first episode. I just, I don't Good for you. like, I don't, and spoiler alert if you are watching or plan to watch the new Gossip Girl on HBO Max, sponsor us maybe, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 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 Listen, um, but basically, like, the, the, the whole thing, like, Gossip Girl... You know, the fun of Gossip Girl was we didn't know who Gossip Girl was. It was this anonymous person that right. the entire series, you're trying to figure out who is Gossip Girl. Right. So when they do, they're doing this reboot and we already know who Gossip Girl is and it turns, and it's like the teachers. I just find that part in itself disgusting. That part is disgusting. It's actually disgusting that the in the first episode, and that's why when I should have turned it off, the teacher literally takes a picture of two students making out with their like top off. I'm pretty. Oh sure. wait, no, 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 no. They weren't making out. She was just changing at his. House. It was like a. It looked like a, a risque scene, but it wasn't a risque scene. Uh, but they still oh, took the right. picture. But that's weird. That's weird. The teachers should not happen to be taking pictures of students like that's a that's that's pedophile behavior that part that part. and it's just it's just gross to me that that part on its own made me want to stop watching it but then on top of that the prem the other premise for like the main characters of the show is that they're low-key kind of like long lost um half sisters like they share a mom but have two different dads and their dads hate each other and whatever whatever <laughs> but they meet and like are like oh my gosh like sister and the <laughs> less well-off sister comes yeah and they just start doing like this whole divide between sister it i don't i it hit too close to home because Mm. I have half sis I have like quote unquote technically half sisters myself and I wish somebody would period and that's on period that like I don't they're my sisters and that's that on that I don't I don't even like the term half like we're blood everything everything in that show is just so weird it's really weird and maybe like the maybe it is really for the new generation maybe that's what they want to see but that's not the gossip girl i came to see it's not i actually had to start showing my boyfriend the uh original gossip girl right i told amaya i was like A masterpiece <laughs> i told amaya my sister uh because we were all on the same HBO account. And I said, if I see you watching the old Gossip Girl before you've watched... I mean, if I see you watching the new Gossip Girl before you watch the old Gossip Girl, we're going to have some problems. Not you gatekeeping, <laughs> Gossip Girl. But I was like, no. No, you no, you're right, though, like, As you no. should. That's basically what I did. I was like, babe... I've been, I've been making you watch this trash and I just want you to know what I'm comparing it to. So I was like, we have to watch Gossip Girl. Right. What it it wasn't giving what it was supposed to give at it all. It was not. And we're so we're only a few episodes into the the old one and it's already so good. I know, I thought about it. I was like, now that I'm not gonna watch the new one, maybe I'll go back and watch the old one again. But I was like, do I wanna go through that emotional oh, roller coaster oh. all over again? It's nice watching it with someone who hasn't seen it. Right. Like I'd probably more be more inclined to do something like that than just rewatching it on my own for my own pleasure. Yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you hear Scar crying in the back? Precious angel. I do. She's What's like, her? 
What's she's, your issue? She's the only one outside. Coco's in here with me, and Autumn's got her door closed because she's asleep. Oh. She's just lonely. She's just lonely. She wants her buddy. Do you want to pause and go like? No, Coco doesn't want to be out there with me. <laughs> Coco said, "I'm trying to get away." Yes, in fact. Coco said, "I need a break." Scar is a crackhead. Scope. Uh, yeah, Scar literally hits her. She's scared in her own home. Uh huh. Poor baby. That's why she says thin. Ooh. She can't relax. Yikes! Hate that for the cat. Keeps the waist snatched. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for her modeling career. I'm so weak. <laughs> Back to the book. Oh my god! In the where episode, were we? where were we? Oh, her messy ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we are. That's where we are. Literally, no, that's what her why. friend said. No, tell me why I did the same thing on my last birthday party. No, not, not my last one, but my last last one. No. I remember I invited one man I was talking to, and then I invited another man I was talking to. It wasn't as deep as, like, the boyfriend thing and the future husband thing. Yeah. Okay. I do remember that now that you're talking about it. But low-key, looking back now... Not a great idea. No, no, no. Low-key, it's funny, like, the... Oh. The... Progression? Random boyfriend. Oh. And future husband. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So basically, they find out, like they all find out, and they're like, what the heck? And she just feels stupid. But future husband is like, hey, like whatever, and like invites her over. Because he's still like, it's still your birthday. Um, no, yes, that was crazy. Like he went off on her in the car. Her, her actual man went off on her. He was like, yo, like... You knew about all this. I mean, actually, right. they didn't go into it. But yeah, I mean, that's but he what was... I'm imagining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and so that's when she's kind of like, oh, for future husband. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. So they found. So she says they were on one forty eight. We found ourselves falling for each other during that romantic spell between Christmas and New Year's. And I'm like, huh, picturesque. I know, it's and, really perfect. Right, it is really perfect. And they, like I said earlier, they just really got deep into it. And, like, he got her, oh, oh, this was, we get to first red flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gives her these diamond hoop earrings. Which she's like freaking out because like, oh my gosh, these are diamonds. But she doesn't know the proper reaction that she's supposed to give. So like she just gives the one she sees in all the movies. Like, oh my god, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. I love them. Right. My diamond earring. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I immediately thought about. Kim, people are dying. Oh, classic. Oh, yeah. No, but yes, this part is really... um, Red flag. It's problematic, but Mm -hmm. I I really could relate to her in this. Well, do you want to talk about what happened then and then say how you relate? I mean, I guess so. Trauma. Okay, here we go. Trigger warning. (laughs) Um, Yes, trigger warning. Warming. Warming? <laughs> warming. Trigger warming. We're warming um, up to the trigger warning. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I meant. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, there's like these diamond earrings. He loves to like flaunt his money also mm-hmm. because he is a finance pro after all. Right, right. Um, so he gets her these real diamond hoop earrings and she really isn't like honestly into it like that. So she like does that fake reaction. Mm-hmm. And anyway, <laughs> he was he like gets all distant after that and uh, she presses him and he tells her that he didn't like the reaction that she gave to his gift which is like what are you like in that case it's like why are you even getting me something if it's right like what is it for it's not like pure intentions right and putting a pin in that in recent days and in the past few weeks i've had this reoccurring thing in my head of like if you're not going to do something, like if you're going to do something nice for me or like for anyone, do mm-hmm. it because you want to do it. Don't do it because you're expecting to get something out of this right now or later in the future. Like, don't try to like mm-hmm. be That's like, manipulating. Oh, well, it's manipulating. It's like, oh, well, I did this for you, so you should do this for me. It's like, no. And if that's the case, then don't do anything for me anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. He definitely was using the diamonds as like, some sort of test i guess Mm -hmm. and he basically guilts her into like just the way he does it is just so it makes me want to really like fight him but he's basically just like i designed these earrings like myself and the fact that you didn't try them on really offended me and hurt my feelings like just being like a little emo boy yeah and she was and he also said how deflating her response was to him and i was like bro like come on um emo boy is emotional boy also Mm. not like emo but like emotional emotional right yeah yeah for those of for those of us that don't understand by <laughs> random slang terms. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, she thinks she did something wrong, which she didn't. Mm-mm. And she's like, the part that really stood out to me was like, um, you know, you think you're like, you're really confident in the relationship as it's going. And she says, I've been flying high off a kite, high as a kite off our new love. And his grand gesture made, meant a lot to me, but his overreaction to my underreaction pricked my confidence. Like a wilting balloon, the romance and the sparkle of that special moment came leaking out and I scrambled to find the hole that needed patching. So just like the part about being on top of the world and then like something happens that like it's a manipulating move and it it, it kind of like changes the way you see a moment and mm-hmm. like it all comes when, crashing down yeah and when you start like letting someone dictate how you feel about a moment in your life like that's really when like things start to spiral i feel like out of control mm-hmm. and it does she's like looking back i realized that we as women need to l- learn to trust that bad feeling the first time and try not to will it away 
Yes, trust the bad feeling. And in the past, like, I feel like with friends, I've gotten a lot of shit for, like, being like, yo, I just, you know, I'm talking to this guy, da 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 this is a really big red flag for me. And then kind of being called picky or that, you know, I'm thinking into it too much when, like, when you really think about it, it's like, am I or am I just watching out for myself because I don't have time for the BS? No, I think that... Yes, I think that you're right completely. And like, I know that I have ignored that feeling. And like, you know, part of it is like the manipulation of the other person. Mm -hmm. But also, like, believe yourself as a woman, as a woman, we're like taught to like, think or we're it's easy for us to end up believing like we're the crazy ones in mm-hmm. a situation it's on our head we're like labeled as emotional and things like that right but yeah like intuition is real and like intuition can save your life it can it really can save your life um because you know I'm, in my head i'm thinking like trigger warning domestic violence situations like if you would have gone with that first instinct of like this does not feel right mm-hmm. what if things would have turned out differently yeah but we hold on to something because it feels ultimately good. yeah it's like easier mm-hmm. it seems easier it seems easier but then down the road it just makes your life harder yes exactly yeah so Then she goes on and she's like, future husband and I were equally consumed in their respective careers. They do this like nightly check-ins. They're both working late. And, you know, sometimes they meet up and she starts getting acclimated with his circle of friends and the people he hangs out with, hangs out with. And she defines them as the bougie blacks. Which I too have been around the quote unquote bougie blacks where they're trying to act like they're better than you and are just Mm -hmm. like overall more well-rounded than you are. (laughs) And she says, you know, how her circle kind of contrasts to that. And it's like, they're well off, they're well educated, they're well spoken. They just might not be as like money wise or like, they're just not as snooty they're more down to earth than what she defines like the bougie blacks are their values are different very different values absolutely uh and so i like how she went into talking about her crew because i could relate to like my crew and like the people that i like to surround myself with i like to surround myself with more diverse people who kind of like dabble in different things but are very level-headed and down to earth too so can very much relate yeah i feel like it's good that she had a like solid core group Mm -hmm. but it sucks that she became engulfed into his world and not so much him ever really coming taking step step into into her world right exactly um so they kind of had that little like she kind of has that kind of internal battle going on too of like I'm having to conform, like you said, to his world and his ideas when I'm trying to, you know, stick with my own values and what I want to do. And it comes down, it just comes down to the thing I hate that we as women try to do. And it's just over-pleasing a man. Like, think about yourself first and foremost. And like, not in the selfish way that it sounds, but 
It's like, put yourself in places where it's good for you, not bad for you. Honestly, it should sound selfish. Like, like to a degree, yeah. It is, you it are is. your first priority always, forever and ever. Like, Amen. If that ever changes, like, reevaluate. Right, right. And of course, it's circumstantial if you're married with kids and obviously, like... No, you're still first. Well, I mean, like, you're still first, but there's some degree of, like, you know, being a parent and being a wife where you can't completely just think about yourself. You still have to, like, to a certain extent, like, give yourself to that. But I get what you're saying. Like, still, it's still a matter of not losing yourself in it. Right, right. I feel like women are just taught to, like put everybody else first and I don't agree with that at all Mm-mm. now my kids will become will come before me to a certain degree that's healthy but not so much to where it gets not healthy and okay that, that's kind of how I like look at it like to a certain degree yes I'm putting myself first I guess because I come from a situation where sometimes that always that didn't always happen so like being from the child's perspective what i would have wished for and what i would have wanted oh okay i see what you're saying though i guess you do have to put the child first yeah okay but the way you're like i feel like the way you're saying this now is because you're single and don't have kids and it's also, a different type of, and you, yeah, keep going. Sorry. I feel like I came from the opposite scenario where my mom gave everything to us and she lost herself. So mm-hmm. I just never want to do that. And I would always want to put myself first, like my career, all of that. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, cause I don't want it to sound like mine was to an extent it was bad, but it wasn't terrible. Like there were moments where it's like, yes, I was put first, but then it was almost like, oh, I realize I'm doing that, so now I'm going to stop. But like to a certain extent, you still have to put your child before your own needs. Yeah, that's true. To, like there's a, there's a line that you like that you sure shouldn't cross in that aspect, I feel. That's very true. Um, but I but I see where like where you were coming with that for sure. So mm-hmm. You know, just diverse views on things, honestly. Perspective. Perspective. We love a little perspective. Sprinkle of perspective. <laughs> um, so, ooh, and then she brings up, like, the breadwinner complex, too. Mm. Of, like, you know, she's applying for new jobs, trying to get, you know, better pay, yada, 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 and advance her career. And he mm-hmm. takes her shopping to like Bergdorf's of all places and Mm -hmm. buys her first pair of Louboutins and Mm -hmm. it's almost like he's crafting her to be this certain image that he wants her to be and Um. like planting these seeds of like this is what I want you to do and this is how I want you to look and this is how I want you to act Mm -hmm. and like he wants to be the main like the main character basically (laughs) And, and she's in a supporting role yeah no honestly that's a good way to look at it which if you're reading this or listening to us right now and you feel like you're in that type of situation run this this is your this is your like public service announcement to run immediately yeah there's something that she says um Well, she says a lot of things that hit, but... 
she does she does say a lot of, i kind of like round in a brown roundabout way kind of sums it all up yeah um yeah it basically she like she says that she thought she was supposed to want this and um yeah just the fact that he was like i don't know just like they they were so different but they i feel like they looked good like on the outside you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but internally like she's someone that's drawn to people's sincerity and their soulfulness and he's somebody that cares more about showing up and to like stuffy events Mm -hmm. and almost just like what she says like emulating the wealthy white world that they competed in every day right instead of just so i just feel like they were not right for each other Mm -mm. and and she she stops hanging out with her friends as much and she said she felt herself becoming a duller flatter version of of me which Mm -hmm. i was like oof that's a that's a real real thing like when you're not like feeding yourself with the stuff that used to like fulfill you Mm -hmm. you just become kind of like empty yeah absolutely and like you said like losing yourself it's just not worth it at all because then you have to go through this whole rebuilding thing which sneak peek into the next chapter it's literally called when when it all falls down oh um, god i hadn't even read the title yeah i i low-key st- i like peeked into it and i was like oh yikes it's about to be not that great oh god i'm scared i know but I think this is a, like it's a valuable lesson and it's like I feel like we hear stories like this all the time but it's a matter of are you taking it in are you going to apply this to your own life are you really listening are your ears open mm-hmm. yeah and it's sometimes I don't know I don't know if it's hard to see in the moment or like if you just don't want to see it or you know I think sometimes it's really more of like people just don't want to see it I agree more often than not yeah and especially when men are manipulating it's so easy to get lost even if you have your head like screwed on straight to begin with like all of that like poking at her ego and like deflating here deflating here pulling her from her friends like all of it it's just like it adds up it does it does and it's you, not good it's not I feel healthy like checking in with yourself constantly is always yes. like the best way to go exactly um so we kind of like in the chapter we kind of take a break from that it's kind of like a cliffhanger it's like we're like okay well what's ba- what's gonna happen then like what's she about to do mm-hmm. but she goes into getting her first job in Condé Nast and leaving Ooh. Ebony very exciting yes um, she gets a pay raise like and it was from n- networking that she got this new job there was she had a friend I think her name is Holly and Holly got her a job at Glamour 
in the in the beauty department she got in the department she wanted to be in and it was just like a whole new experience like she was doing interviews she was doing a lot of hands-on work and it was just really much so much a a growing experience Mm -hmm. and so then she talks about how uh holly leaves the company and uh elaine takes her spot Wow, yep. And, and I, what she says was pretty powerful. It was pretty powerful because it's like, yay, like this is so great. This is awesome. But then she tells us years later, Holly told me she left because she had enough of bucking up against a system that played skinny, pretty white girl politics. In her mind, I, Elaine, was a part of that hierarchy too, the skinny part at least. She recognized my hard work and qualifications, but at times she noticed the ways in which I enjoyed some measure of pretty privilege and an industry Mm. that extols real thin beauty, Mm. especially at the dawn of the editor as influencer era. In those days, magazines, especially beauty departments, were known to hire for two seemingly desperate tracks. You are either the show pony or the workhorse. While I, while she says, oh, I can imagine that being relegated to one of the other would feel limiting to earn my keep. I was also expected to be both. But at five feet, three inches with freckles and boobs, Holly wondered whether the magazine truly saw her value. Since I was the one plucked for media training and morning show segments, despite her seniority, she started to feel mm. insecure about her looks and even uncertain about her future at Glamour. Wow. And then she goes on to say in the final kind of little blurb of the chapter, I never saw it that way then, but learning her perspective made me even more empathetic to the ways in which so many of us, black, white, young, old, rich, poor, and everything in between, are plagued with a comparison complex. At various times in our lives, we are we all struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, worthy enough as we are. Mm-hmm. And then I really liked that complex that she talks about, the comparison complex, because I feel like everybody, to an extent, does that every day almost. Like comparing yourself to others in their situations and where they are in life compared to where you are in life. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy. It's so easy, right? And I also really liked that we kind of get this example. Uh, you know Holly's white and she had a more senior position than Elaine Mm -hmm. did as a black woman Mm -hmm. yet Elaine still got more opportunities than Holly did even in her position based off looks potentially we don't know for sure but wow theoretically that's what happened I know I know and it's kind of hard to ignore for sure I would be hella confused if some young girl who I mean, Elaine did have a lot of experience. She did, absolutely. But so did Holly. But yes, yes, so did Holly, and that doesn't that doesn't take away from Holly's experience. You know what I mean? Right, right. So for the for her to like be some new hire, and her just very quickly Instant. being pulled into these meetings that Holly like was trying to get into the whole time she was there, like I would be. Like looking around confused too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, so, and then the final like quote, you know, that they do in the book, um, it's nothing good can grow if you don't nourish your own soil. Kind of going back to the point that you made earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really think that, I mean, Holly did what she felt was best. So she, in her own way, nourished her soil. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ooh, yeah. everybody's like, garden it looks different and you know I think it's great when you take notice of like again going back to the checking in like taking the time to look at are you happy here like is this what you want to be doing in a month like Mm -hmm. do you want to be in this spot if not change something right right exactly so I've already said the name of the next chapter, When It All Falls Down, which already got me thinking that it's about to be wild. Uh, But I'm excited. I'm excited to see where we're going. We're almost like halfway through the book at this point. So we finally actually reached the halfway mark almost. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, it's looking like a little more than halfway. Well, we will continue to read along and read about Elaine's story in our next episode. But for now, I'm Alana. I'm Samra. This has been another episode of She Well Read. Bye. Bye. Basic is a slow fashion shop based in downtown Birmingham. Their team sources ethically made clothing from indie designers working within transparent supply chains. And the folks who made the items they stock were paid a living wage for their labor. As a human-centric brand focuses on fostering progress and inclusivity in the Deep South, their clothing and their content are intended to educate, elevate, and engage. They believe that business can and should be better. So, with the help of their customers, they give $5 of every sale to the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Human Rights Watch. You can shop basic at abasicshop.com and use our coupon code SHEWELLRED20 for 20% off your purchase. That's SHEWELLRED20 at checkout. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at SheWellRed to stay in the loop. Also, be sure to send us listener letters, fan mail, or PR to our new P.O. Box, 1725 Gardendale, Alabama, 35071. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to SheWellReadQA at gmail.com or post about it in our Facebook group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to SheWellRead at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. We love you and stay well read. Bye!